time, you know it is because you're here with this in your ears. So what else could it be? Monty's not here again, though he's a busy boy. But I do have a special guest. My son again, Dylan. Hello, Dylan. Hi. Listen to that crowd. Wow. They didn't know you were bringing all your fans with you. Wow. So how are you doing? Eh, pretty good. Yeah? What's cracking? Eh. Eh? Yeah. Why eh? I'm not. We're recording this on Saturday. Are you glad it's a weekend? Yeah. Got any plans? Not really. We just discussed some plans. Oh, yeah. What's that? Um, building solar space robot thing. A solar space robot. Well, is it going to be fun? Oh, I'm hoping so. What's a good dad question to ask you? Mm? Is it fun doing little, like, building projects and stuff with me, or...? Yeah. Yeah? You yeah. Sl- sound slightly hesitant. No. No? I don't. You don't? Oh, I disagree. Okay. You can say that you aren't hesitant. But you certainly sounded hesitant. Okay. So, what's it like being a kid these days? Uh, well, like, kind of easy. You don't have to, like, worry about taxes and stuff. (laughs) That's true. Um, Are taxes the main thing that you're worried about when you get into adulthood? Not really. What are you worried about when you get to adulthood? Um, having to deal with kids and stuff. (laughs) Having to deal with kids? Well, what's wrong with kids? Oh, no. Just annoying. Yeah? Do you include yourself in that? Yes. Why? What do you do that's annoying? Um, everything. Nah, come on. Give me an example. Uh, uh, oh no. Have long pauses? Yeah. Yeah, that's, Right, well, what do you find annoying about other kids? Let's ask it that way. Uh, especially like small kids just can't get sleep. You can't get to sleep because there's small because no. of small kids, or oh, they can't get to sleep. Yeah, the parents can't oh. get to sleep because oh. they're just going. But I asked what you were worried about. You're not a parent. Are you worried about being a parent, having a child, and then not sleeping? It's not... Well, this is right up Monty's alley. Okay. All right. Well, what's good about being a kid? Um, I guess there's just less worries. Yeah. Okay. What about, like, fun, is it? What, what's, what, what do you like to do for fun? Play video games. Yeah. What else? Um, it's pretty much it. What about reading? You do a lot of reading? Yeah, that's true. We've been playing a lot of card games lately. Oh, yeah. I'm going to give you a raspberry on your cheeks. Is that permissible? No. Okay. So, later on, I'm going to be talking to the pants panel about creepy things that you've said. Um, what? Like, creepy things that... We were talking about creepy things that our kids have said. Um. What do you think of that? Uh, I don't know. Do you remember, what's the creepiest thing you think you've ever said? Uh, I, I really can't remember. It, it, Do you think you're a creepy kid? Very much so. Very much so? Mm-hmm. What makes you creepy if you can't remember any creepy stuff you've said? Um, that's just 
age. Age? Yeah, that's just like not remembering because long time. Oh, because your brain's so old now. <laughs> Is that what you mean? No, it's just like because um, like I said those weird things like a long, like when I was like three or four. Okay. So but you don't remember. You don't remember anything. Well, do you have creepy thoughts? Do you think? Eh, depends. Okay. Um, so it seems an odd thing to be kind of ambivalent about. Well, I, you know how like you have like on your, you know like you have notes in your phone about like really funny and weird things I've said. Yeah. So I guess you can just like look in there. Well, I do. That's what we talk about later. But I'm interested in uh, your thoughts. Yeah. Um. Uh, when I was like younger, I said like funny things, but because I didn't really like understand something, so I just said them. Yeah. Like, and they were like weird things to say. Yeah. So. I don't say this later on. It's not really creepy, it's just bizarrely angry. Do you remember we were going for a drive once? Mm. And we went past a river? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's called the George's River. And I said, hey, Dylan, do you know what river that is? Yeah. And you said, yeah, it's George's River. And I was really surprised that you got it right. And I went, that's right. And you went, it's not funny. Rivers aren't funny. (laughs) Yeah. You had a a lot of anger, didn't you? Yeah. Why? I I don't know. Mm. There was like once we like went to a play. Do you remember when we like went went to like a playground? Mm. And there was like a uh, there was this kid in like um a fire a fire not really like a fire truck but like a sort of like just like play version of a fire truck. Right. <laughs> just like don't dump don't come near he said like don't come near my fire truck or something. And I was just like oh yeah I'll just set myself on fire and then I'll be dead <laughs> I That's that's one upmanship I'll, if anything is mate. <laughs> yeah that yeah I said I said a few weird things back then. Yeah. Um. Weirdly angry. Thanks. Do you think you are you still angry? Mm. Um. Not as much. No. Like sometimes I get a bit angry about things, but when not like when people just say normal things. Like not when not enough. Playing or something, I go like. Yeah. Not enough to threaten to set yourself on fire. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well. Anything else to say? Well, can't really remember anything else. Okay. Not. Do you think you're creepy? No, not not really. Do you think I'm creepy? Um, sometimes. Go on. Make weird faces at me. Do I? What if that's my normal face? Mm. Well. And pulling this face is me pulling a weird face. Oh no. Well, thanks for your time today, Dylan. Anything else you'd like to say to people before you go? No. Why not? I just don't really have anything. This is your chance to get a message out. What what do you what is what's what's something hot and fresh from the mind of Dylan? Mm, cancer is bad. Thanks. Anything else? No. Alright, see you later. 
All right. Thanks, pal. Bye. Bye. Uh, you might have heard him talking a little oddly there. He's got an expander put into his mouth because yeah, his mouth's too small. Teeth aren't going to fit when they come through. So it's a, a great deal of fun. Anyone out there who's had to put an expander on their kid, it's just lovely. Pick um, easy meals to cook too. Mm-hmm. Well, just before I take you to the pants panel, I thought I might mention that if you enjoy this podcast, or more specifically the people in this podcast, then there's also another offering called Bit Weird But Fair Enough, I Guess, where I talk to Monty and the various pants panel people, as well as a few other people, uh, and it's just about weird stuff, weird stuff in the world. So, uh, yeah, if you are interested in hearing more from us on different topics, yeah, search for Bit Weird But Fair Enough, I guess, in your podcast app. Now, let's get to the pants. Yes, I'm with the pants panel and I'm Montyless again, unfortunately. He's, uh, you know, a busy man, dadding and other things. Do we have any dadicdotes, fellas, from your life? What's going on? Um, I had young young Georgie's providing himself with, as he's becoming more confident. He's, uh, he's a funny kid. He stands up in front of, um, he's just now toilet trained, so he's doing pretty well, but we were at a, um, on holidays and he stood up at the end of the pool and dropped his dax and a la Bluey yells out to the pool, don't worry everyone, I've got bum worms. And then just <laughs> ran out of the pool to go to the toilet. And it, was, it was like an enclosed indoor pool space where, where there was about six or seven other people and all of them were Lovely. just kind of staring at us going... I said, uh, it's a bluey thing and kind of ran off after him. But it was a lovely, it was a lovely parent. It was a proud parent moment, but also a slightly awkward and embarrassing one. Uh, you hope bluey's popular enough for some people to get it at least. Well, hopefully, but no, I, I think he, he needs to pick his crowd would be my feedback boom for next time. <laughs> pick your audience, Georgie. Well, speaking of picking your crowd, um, topic we wanted to talk about this week, when you kid says creepy things. What's mm. the creepiest thing your child has said? Do we all have a couple of these? Not really. I <laughs> asked my oh, wife really? about it. I asked my wife about it and she goes, oh, not really. like, you know, we just kind of get the, the crying out in the middle of the night, which is a bit disturbing, but mm. there's nothing overly kind of creepy. So I'm, I'm, I'm hanging out. I'm looking forward to hearing what you guys come up with. Maybe it might jog the memory for something there, but yeah, we really couldn't think of anything which would was overtly creepy of, or at least pod worthy. So I'm I'll be a spectator for this one. I think, guys. Okay. Color commentary. <laughs> I, I'm in a similar boat, but really, over the last, you've got so I, many more to ch- to select. <laughs> well, I, quotes I, I know. I, I know. Right? Heaps but creepy. <laughs> they they are. But they've all got blonde hair. They just think creepy. <laughs> the children of the corn. <laughs> Jesus. But so. My middle son, Lou, <laughs> is uh, is currently going through quite a growth spurt. In the last eight weeks, he's grown nearly three centimetres. Oh, my Lord. 
Now, that has manifested itself into him not sleeping very well. Right. And that has brought about a few... Like, he's, he's been having some nightmares and mm. some bad thoughts, and he's finding it very difficult to actually get to sleep. Yeah, and he my, keeps, my son's yeah. the same, who's, pretty, you know, a month or two age difference. Mm. Yeah. Really struggling to get to sleep and having these bad thoughts. And it's... Like, I'm Frady Cat at the best of times, <laughs> but when your son comes out and says to you, I'm afraid that someone's going to walk into my room and steal my teddies. <laughs> well, so am I now. Maybe, yeah, that's right. What about my teddies? <laughs> but it's, um, like, that's... I In this scenario not- of yours, which direction would they be coming from? <laughs> Uh, don't you worry. You just tell me all about it. <laughs> well, it sounds silly, I know, but I think it might be the boogeyman. The boogeyman! <laughs> yeah. So that's been pretty creepy. Like, just... And, like, he he is also a... Um, he'll come in at, oh, you know, midnight, one o'clock, and just be the... Like, looking at you from the side Standing of the bed. next to the bed, <laughs> yeah, not yeah. saying anything. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. right. Uh, that's that's pretty creepy. Yeah. That's worse. Yeah. Yeah. And you that's... know, like, you know it's because afterwards, you know it's because, you know, they're reluctant to wake you up. Mm-hmm. But that's not, <laughs> not what runs through your head. Not reluctant to scare the shit out of you. Yeah. It's <laughs> not what runs through your head. Well, I, like, I took a swipe at my child in my sleep who woke me up by, like, tickling me once and I just lashed, oh. like, what the... And lashed my arm out, and it was like felt the breeze go right past their face. That would have been, oh. yeah. But I was like, don't. There are other ways to do that. Uh, I've had them. Sleep. <laughs> were you were you asleep? Yeah, yeah. No, I was completely asleep. Yeah, yeah. And then that's how yeah. I got woken up. And I was like, oh, something's there. And, and yeah, moved my hand and just missed their face. But I've had both my kids at random times wake me up oh. by just slapping me in the face. So they've they've obviously said dad, and I haven't moved, and then just oh, okay. <laughs> Well, Smack the, the topic's the gone from creepy things your wow. kid says to jerky ways they <laughs> they wake you Assault. up. Yeah, jerky they wake ways they up. wake you up. I was going to yeah. say, I've got, I've got plenty on jerky ways my kids have woken me up. <laughs> um, mm. I, had a, I had a couple. Um, like, my eldest, when she was little, was, you know, really big on science and medicine and the human body and really, like, getting into stuff. Like, she wanted to watch... Like operations, like can we watch someone's yeah. appendix being taken out yeah. on YouTube and things like that? Well, she would. She randomly just said to me one day. She was just looking at me, and and I was like, "What? What are you looking at?" And she was like, "I'm just looking at your stomach. If I take your insides out of your stomach, would that hurt?" And I was like, "Um, yes, that would hurt. But it, can I take them out and then put them back?" It's like, no. It's like. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I, I think I could. God. I was like, Jesus, oh, what are you talking about? Well, you know, <laughs> points for so self-confidence, was... I suppose, but yeah. Yeah, she was very confident. She's watched, yeah. She watched YouTube. She hey. take out an appendix. Yeah, I was say, hey. know the limitations. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I could do that. <laughs> hey, she's not a dad. Yeah. She's not a dad. She is not bound by the uh, yeah. by, by the dad command. But Scotty Cameron is a vaccination so experts yeah. who found found all the knowledge they need <laughs> on you. That's right. That's exactly right. But um, my yeah, youngest, I think the it was creepy for about two seconds before I realised what she was saying. But we went to like a small country town and she stopped 
and I said, what are you doing? She just turned around and she said, I'm going to bury you here. And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> you win. <laughs> but, but she was wow. she was standing like a there was like a cemetery like a really old small cemetery uh, just on, oh, down okay. this like country lane but I didn't know until she said it like I said it was like two seconds of being absolutely terrified but then I was like what do you mean so, she was like, so the sentiment yeah the sentiment Sorry. was this is a lovely cemetery to bury my yes. family in but that's yeah. how she oh, said it I'm going to bury you so here you, so you weren't in a bakery in like <laughs> on the south coast somewhere no. <laughs> so, no although that would be pretty awesome if someone said yeah. <laughs> no so that's yeah that oh. was fairly creepy okay yeah uh, look uh, Dylan's in a bit of a similar boat with some of the kind of body medical stuff. Owen always just said weird things rather than creepy things, but um, Dylan was really good for a creepy quote, such as, you know, this is probably between the ages of three and six, you know, if I ever see someone with their head cracked open, I'll look at their brains. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, all right. Okay. Um, he kept asking where our rabbits were buried. Oh, and and kind of wouldn't stop asking until wouldn't he eventually owned, until he eventually owned up that he wanted to see what their skeletons looked like. Right. Um. There's there was a a, a weird slash creepy quote um, where he was kind of you know playing doctor and he said, "I'm a doctor. I'll fix you." I said, what's wrong with me? And he said, there's a problem with your nipples. <laughs> and I said, all right, well, how are you going to fix that? He said, I'm going to put the bones back in them. Oh, oh the nipple bones. Oh, no. The long lost nipple bones. <laughs> well, I didn't know all these years that that, that that was my problem, but obviously it was. I'd been deboned at an early age, I guess. <laughs> You unasked. You'd never uh, asked for it. That was just a, a thing that your family yeah, did to you. Same as circumcision. Yeah, remove the bones from your nipples. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd Deboning. No consent. Wow. <laughs> no consent. Um, but the worst one, and the, this is the one that Mish and I liked the best and some of our friends, was that like he, when he was probably between three and four, he would talk about nothing day and nothing day was coming. And it was the last of all the days. Oh, Jesus. Um, and oh, there will gosh. be no- there will be nothing, and everyone will float in the air. Were his exact words. Oh so, my God. so yeah, he brought that that's up. Very, that's proper creepy. That was the ones. That, that's like one of the ones from a, a wrangler list or something. Like you know, that's what yeah. I was trying to wrangle out of Tony. Was there anything that happened? But yeah, that's a cracker. Jeez, nothing day. But he he would bring it Was up. It prefaced put, by something day or no, well everything uh, everything is something day. Everything. <laughs> Any other day is something day until you get to nothing day. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. nothing that day. That's a good song, I reckon. There's a song in that. <laughs> nothing day just floating around in the sky, like Jesus. Yeah. Okay, wow. Well, you should have brought, taken him to church. <laughs> well, yeah. Or oh, I'll, you know, probably skin would start boiling or something. I don't know, but. He brought it up more than once, so obviously it was preying on his mind regularly. Yeah, 
So yeah, they're, they're, the, they're the ones that leapt to mind immediately for creepiness. So uh, yes, maybe tell Louis see about. See if anyone can beat Nothing Day. Yeah, tell Louis about Nothing Day before he's going to bed. We go and see how that goes. <laughs> see how that goes for him. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't see. Really. I, I don't know about all your stuffed toys will be going up in the air. I don't know about day. about your kids, but I, I don't know. I can't remember which child. It may have happened to both. But when they're really young, and then and they're unwell, I remember it might have been Noel, um, like having a, a fever and having night terrors, and then continuing the night terrors when her eyes were open. Like so, oh, you like go and yeah. wake her up, and she's looking at something. And still screaming oh, about it, and still yeah. really distressed, and looking like when you're holding a child, and they look, they're looking over your shoulder, and just like yep. screaming. Well, I was going to say, is it, you're like, that is not cool. Is it creepier that they're looking at something random in the room, or you? Which would, which is creepier? I prefer they're looking at me, if I'm honest, because <laughs> if they're looking at something else, then then I have to yeah. figure, am I in a movie where my child can see things yeah. that I can't? I don't want to be in that oh, movie. So many movies, child children see things adults don't, so there must be something to it. I think it's just the fact that children are inherently creepy. Yeah. Like, they're, yeah. Just, they're the greatest foil for horror. Like, you know, there's nothing creepier than a child. No. Mm. Like dolls, everything around children are inherently creepy. Yeah. (laughs) When they're still, when children are very still. Man, that's I was having a lovely time until this bloody <laughs> Yeah, straight to Cat Wiggins. How are you going? Oh, I'm in a room by myself. <laughs> All right, I'm going to... You're going to well. go and wake Louie up tonight and say, I'm having some very scary thoughts, Lou. Louie, are you uh, having trouble sleeping? Oh, I'll just come and sit with you. No, you're not even going to say anything. You're just going to stand in the dark next to his bed until he wakes up. <laughs> that's the way oh, it's done. Slap him. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'll change the subject into something that will hopefully relax and make you feel better. Um, Matt, you suggested we chat about some hobbies we have, some meditative hobbies. Yeah. Some, so- what, what, what do we do? What do we all do to relax that's maybe unique? Are you looking for something that's maybe unique to us, to each yeah, of us? Yeah, it's specific, yeah, oddly specific or, you know, quite unique to you. The reason why it, why it comes up is um, I've got this weird book that someone gave me which is like 2,500 questions. And at work, what we do is every day someone will ask a question and then we go around the group. Um, and then what, you, what tends to happen is people then ask other people at work and it spreads out and you get some really weird answers. Um, but that was the question was like, what are your meditative hobbies? And right. Now, is this the same, very same book that you sometimes use for questions in your Chattering Classes podcast? That is 100% correct. Yes, it's the oh. same one. Um, right. It's a fantastic book. It's a fantastic podcast, too. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Please, <laughs> don't, don't misunderstand us in any way. It's no, a great not, show. Not at all. Um, but the question here yeah, about meditative hobbies... Um, prompted this response from one of the teachers now and i think i challenge you to i would pay you a thousand dollars if you could guess what had just arrived in the mail for him to help with his meditative hobby and no one got close and this is what arrived he said well i'm very excited because a miniature loom that is soviet made in 1952 arrived from the ukraine today so i'm very excited to go home and mend a bunch of my socks over the weekend on a miniature loom wow 
That's yeah. very that's very obscure. Isn't that the Ukrainian miniature loom? Yeah. Nine, a Soviet loom from 1952 sent from the Ukraine. How does, how, how does that even enter your mind, let alone enter your mind and feel like a good idea? Yeah. Like, what do I... How does it come across any field of... Like, are you, I'll have to do some research. Was he looking up... Miniature looms? Was he <laughs> was he seeking it out? I, I don't understand. Yeah. What could he have misspelt that he's <laughs> that he's that he's put into Google and looms has come up? <laughs> and he's become uh, a loom head. A miniature loon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some crazy miniature person to turn up and it's like, ah oh, man, I've got my miniature loom, not my miniature loon. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, I- now okay, so miniature. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I honestly, I honestly thought you were going to crack on with your meditative. Yeah, hobby me then. too. But no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> go, no. go on. We go. Let's How let's small. define a miniature. How small? How small? How small? Um. Er, let me see. Let me. So see. a standard loom would be like it's quite a it's Six quite foot? a big piece it's of a couple of meters right? by a couple of meters. Isn't like it's that, a big that be a bit of loom? gear. Yeah. 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 Like a a loom a loom is a big bit of gear <laughs> now. What is a miniature loom, and how big is a miniature loom? So, Can I have some dimensions? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> you're looking at something that's, I'm guessing, if you want dimensions, uh, let's say it's probably about four inches high, and it's mm. probably like, I don't know, six by ten um, yeah. in length. So, yeah. Okay. That is miniature. Yeah. That is miniature. Yeah, but it's for socks, so. Yeah. So you yeah, use like How big to, do you want it? <laughs> to mend his socks. How, how much does I, these I don't cost? want it. I don't want it. I don't. I'm just going to buy a new pair of socks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's the thing. Like he, he'd obviously it's knowing your limitations right there. He'd obviously stored <laughs> stored his socks because he said, "I'm this weekend. I'm going to mend my socks." So I don't know if he had a previous miniature loom that had broken. Um, oh, man, I got to buy another one. Yeah, so then he had to go and buy. Another miniature loom, I guess. Mm. Um, but uh, as far as I know, they're fairly like you can buy them fairly easily, but not a friggin'. So I don't know if he had many looms. Maybe he's a loom connoisseur, <laughs> but uh, a, a, a Ukrainian one from like the fifties. Eastern Block Looms. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is that the name of the site, Wigger? Have you already researched yeah, that's it? it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's the name of the, the title of the podcast. I know that much. But, all right. Okay. Well, that's enough of that bloke's hobbies. But I know. Yeah, I know your your uh, um, meditative hobbies or miniature enthusiasm won't be as esoteric as that. But is there anything that that you have as a hobby that's meditative? Well, I think that I've definitely, and I'm really trying to avoid the the social media scroll is my big focus at the moment is to try and get away from that as much as possible. Yeah. And so I've been I've been getting stuck into the kids' Lego a bit at night mm. with a glass of scotch and oh. turn on records and sit there and fart ass around with some Lego for a bit just to keep myself occupied. So nice. I'm not kind of. It's it's and it's really really good fun. Like I'm absolutely loving it, and I can't wait until they get into Technic and I'm looking at what I'm what not, what I'm going to buy them for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I hope that Lego's in a big bag that you had to swish around till all hours of the morning. <laughs> that's exactly right. So I know there's a Lego like Lego obviously is being made that's more 
adult base. So I know you can get like yeah. Lego kits that are of um, like the Andy Warhol paintings that are yes, now Lego yes. kits. The paintings are a big one at the moment. Yeah. yeah, there's a few of those kicking around. But I'm loving just hanging out with the with the old school stuff and even like you know building some of the instruction kits are really good and it's a nice way of sitting down and spending a couple of hours without kind of having to think about too much or being able to think about stuff without um being too deeply engaged with anything else and letting the the music wash over you i think that's a it's a it's a nice way i'm really enjoying it mm. so that's my little little tidbit mm. not very esoteric i'm well aware but yeah huh. very nice how about you we go that's yeah that's good like that's so I, Ellis, as soon as you said that, in regards to the the social media scroll, it it actually hit a nerve with me because that is something that I am fighting against at the moment. Mm. Um, but what I have found to be quite meditative, and it's apart from I've, I've answered this question at a work function about a week ago, mm. and I said mowing the lawn, and I got. A response back from uh, people at work saying, "Well, yeah, I can see how that is, but it's not really what we're looking for." And <laughs> right, and but I, it's the first thing I thought about when we when this question was posed, and I feel like it's something because I put my headphones in and I can just have something in the background that I may or may not necessarily be listening to, but I can just shut off from everything that's outside and because I have a a way in which I mow the lawn and I do I do it exactly the same way every time I can switch off and just go and be alone in my own thoughts when I'm mowing the lawn and I don't think there's anything else in my life currently that I am doing that has that same function to it cleaning the pool um, from a yeah, cleaning. Well, that's and they tend to be one and the same. So, uh, a day that I'm mowing the lawn, the job after that would tend to be cleaning the pool because it's got all grass clippings in it, probably. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> fucking whippersnipper. <laughs> the um, so so yeah, those two jobs and you know, quote unquote jobs. But I don't, I don't see them as that. I actually, I look forward to actually doing those jobs because they are, um, yeah, they they are quite meditative to me. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Zen lawn mowing has always been a big thing, yeah. Yeah. So you can feel yourself zoning out while that's happening. Is that what yes. you're saying? Yes. Okay. Well, I can, I can, I can feel myself sort of relaxing in a way. Yeah, like right. I'm not worried about anything else. I'm just sort of focused in on that one thing and actually, you know, yeah, just mowing the lawn or yeah. just getting the spiders out of the pool or you know checking the levels. Checking your levels. So yeah. I do enjoy that. And sometimes I'll just go out to the pool, <laughs> I won't tell anyone, and just sort of go out to the pool and just get the net and stand at one end of the pool with my feet in the pool mm. and just sort of scoop some stuff up for 20 minutes just because it's a nice way to uh, remove yourself from whatever's going on within the household. Or Yeah. You know, that's a euphemism nice. for everyone leaving the fuck alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> for a little while. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, look, I think it, previously I might have said playing the guitar, but I, I find it frustrating now because, uh, you know, I don't play it enough to be to get any kind of, you know, momentum going. 
in mm. terms of staying mm. good at it or staying, you know, competent at it. So that's just turned into a frustration. Um, so these days it is um, walking to a certain point in the suburb where I can see um, really far into the distance west and then really far into the distance east. And that has a very calming effect on me. Mm. Um, as does Civilization V, which is a um, strategy game which I um, have a constant battle to not eat up too much of my time with. <laughs> Where, how long have you been playing that, Stu? Six years. Wow. Okay, is it Supplement different games? please. Yeah, yeah. Like, is it so? No. Is it is it something that you can play for a month and then you start another game? Is it something you play yeah, for yeah. twenty well, minutes and you start another game, or is it? It's a, it's it's a strategy game where you can start from ancient times and build your empire up until right. you know the modern day and into the future, and you can until choose the warts get you until your warts <laughs> become sort of Sentient? mutate out of existence. <laughs> Well, you realise you're building it on a wart, which yeah. has become a civilization. <laughs> so Until some arsehole comes on with these huge tracts of land. Yeah. But, I, I, yeah, I, I, I find myself, like, yeah. So you can pick any kind of civilization, any empire kind of from history and, and play as them moving through time, essentially, building, right. up, your, building up your empire. So for whatever reason... I just find this extremely soothing and I, much like, you know, when you're doing the lawns and so on, I can feel my brain decompressing a bit. Yeah. Mm. Um, That's really interesting, Buck. And I'm I'm not, absolutely not criticising because I used to do it too, but I've always kind of, I suppose there's that um, rejection of technology thing going on at the moment. mm Mm-hmm. And so it's something that I would have wouldn't have considered, but it's, it, I completely agree. Like you know, I used to play a similar kind of, as you say, building a civilization kind of game, like similar to Sims and that kind of stuff, mm. or Sim City. Sorry, not Sims, but yeah. yeah, it's kind of it has that place of just kind of the slowly building. It's almost, yeah. I suppose, it's kind of it's on par with kind of your model train building and things like that, but in the big sandbox sense. So, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. you know, it, no two games are the same because you can... Obviously, it's such a long, drawn-out game that you can do... The, there are small things you do that have indirect consequences later on, etc. Um, but really, I mean, like I say, guitar, not relaxing anymore. Reading, I... I have to really be in the right mood to read these days, I find, because I can't... I, I, I can't get my brain to stop worrying about some other things enough to be focusing on what's happening in the story in front of me I find Mm. sometimes even TV shows like I find myself like it's got to be really good or I just don't have the patience for it anymore oh am I allowed to jump in because I've been I want to give a plug for this is this has kind of become my background meditation while I'm doing other things so while I'm doing like uni work or school work or whatever it might be Having on alone. Have you watched any of that yet? 
No, alone. No, no. So alone is it's it's a pretty dadly show. So I'm putting it out there as <laughs> sounds like kind of, all we ever wanted is to be alone. This is exactly well, basically this is, someone cleaning the pool exactly, for ten hours. Is it about exactly going out and playing around a golf by yourself? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Basically, they just you, they dump these people in them. It's a reality TV, and I'm not a reality TV fan at all. Like, despite Buckland's um, protestations that we should all be watching The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, that is going on. <laughs> Channel 10 at the moment, no, which I'm sure that. are all quality shows. Um, I'm past that. But, it's fine. <laughs> but this is a reality tip, and it's done pretty legit. So basically, they get dumped off with some camera gear and 10 essential survival items of their choice in the middle of nowhere. So either on the outer edge of Vancouver Island in, so northern Canada. Um, there's one where they go to Great Slave Lake, which is up in the Arctic Circle, or down in Patagonia is another one. So there's 10 people, and they dump them there, and basically they've got to survive for as long as possible. So they've got, like, a satellite phone where they call and tap out when they've had enough, but otherwise they've just... And these people, like... And it's a really interesting psychological study in the fact that you kind of... You're seeing the change in the people, but also the change in yourself watching it because you're very well aware of that being kind of a reality TV show at first. But then the fact that these people are actually destroying their bodies, essentially going through this process. And it's and the prize is pretty good. Like, it's at half a million dollars for the first couple of series, and then it goes up to a million after that. So the stakes are fairly reasonable. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's a good dad show to be watching because there's lots of, you know, building stuff, lots of fishing, a bit of hunting, a bit of, you know... All those kind of um, did you say where we could find that? type things? Uh, it's available on SBS to stream at the moment, so on SBS on demand. All the all the episodes are free there. So um, <laughs> yeah, I started with season the latest season, which was season seven, when I was on telly, and just kind of randomly flicking through and found it, and I was like, "Oh, this is all right." And then I've just become absolutely hooked. All the other previous seasons are all on there as well. So it's a, as I say, it's a nice one to sit there. You don't have to watch every single second of it. Mm. And it is kind of, and the, the the scenery is just spectacular in the places where these people are. Like huh. it is just stunning, but so hostile and formidable. Like it's it's really, as I say, it's an interesting um, way to look at yourself as well as the people the way they develop. It's well, hey, it's, if, it's if cool. someone, if a dad expert on the pants panel tells me a show is dadly, I'm going to go and look at it. It's pretty dadly. There's lots of good dad moments in there. Now, Matt, did you, you haven't given us your meditative hobby. Um, well, yeah, mine's fairly um, bland. Um, I, when you were talking about reading, Buckland, and how you know you can't focus on reading, when the um, our, our lockdown started, I, I I literally forced myself to read, and it really took some like willpower to like put the phone down and and focus on reading and then i found all of a sudden that like i can't stop reading so that's, oh, that's what good. i do and one of my the teachers at school was like can you write down all of the books you're reading um and let me know and like write reviews on them so then i yeah. know what to read and i don't i don't know how many weeks it's been two months for us in lockdown and I think I'm on book 14 or something ridiculous like that. Oh, that's great. I can't stop that's it. Awesome. And it, and it really awesome. it really I think became like I got to a point where I I literally like had to sort of tell myself, "No, no, you have to put the phone down. You have to mm. read. You have to." Yeah. And and when it, yeah. it was challenging, like even though I was like, "Oh, this book's pretty good," but it the first 
step to do it was like like oh should i check my phone what else is happening um and then eventually i just said oh this is way better than being on my phone and now i'm just reading and i and now i'm like i like i'm gonna get the the police are gonna get called on me because i'm all i'm pretending like i'm a 20 year old now all the youtube i look at are all it's all booktube it's like people in their 20s reviewing books and I just watch them and then I read the books they recommend. It's very weird. All right. Uh, new illegal pastime. Yeah. Sorry, why are you going to get arrested? Why am I arrested? Just because I'm, I'm not a 20-year-old. I'm like, I don't know. Oh, okay. It's just weird. Oh. Like my, my search history or my um, viewing history on YouTube, the algorithm would... The people running the algorithm are like, what the fuck is this guy doing? He watched cricket for like 25 years straight and now he's like, what's going on? Now he's watching 20-year-olds reviewing now books. Yeah, 20-year-olds yeah, talk about, yeah. here is how to be a girl boss and what is a full reading like ideas to... It's just weird. I'm, like, I, I'm is- jealous. I should point out, like, it's... I haven't always been like that. It's just for some reason I'm in a non-reading rut. But that's what moment. that's what uh, that's standard for me too. Like I go through yeah. long periods of no reading. But this yeah. is the and longest. Say you just go through this rabbit like this, this place where you just absolutely ravenous for books. Yeah, this is the long. This is the longest, most intense yeah. like but, uh, reading phase I've been through probably. Yeah, John Doyle's book is pulling, starting to pull me out of that at the moment. Too yeah, first. right. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, Roy from Roy and HG. Bless yes. him. It's a good book. Yeah, very good. I didn't. Well, we've we've got uh, two minutes on the clock. I might just uh, give a bit of little update. Um, put a little social post out earlier, uh, referring back to my story about uh, when I asked you guys, Dad or Dickhead. It's a new <laughs> segment on Dad yeah. Pants. Um, yeah, was I being a dad or was I being a dickhead when I? Um, made a sarcastic comment to a lady in a bakery. So the I asked that on social media. We had um, some responses. It's 50-50. It's 50% one way, dad and dickhead. Uh, unfortunately, there are only two respondents, one of which being Wigo and one of yep. which being me. So okay. I, call, I, I said it was dickhead behaviour. Wigo was more generous, said it was dad behaviour. So Are just, they mutually exclusive, I suppose, is the question. No, I suppose not. I could have had a third category there, I suppose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> look, Why not have both? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the old Venn diagram. I'm going to leave you very quickly, fellas. Yeah. I'm going to leave you with a dad fact. Get oh, dad okay. fact. Yeah. Um, and the dad fact is as follows. The father with the most children ever is most likely Ishmael ibn Sharif, uh, a sultan who fathered 888 children with hundreds of wives and concubines in the late 17th century. Can you imagine how many key rings he'd be getting for Father's Day? <laughs> Holy shit. His mug cupboard yeah. would, be, would overflow. <laughs> His mug cupboard runneth over. May yeah, your right. mug cut would overflow <laughs> like the, that of yeah. whatever that guy's name is. <laughs> yep. I was going to say, that's not how you spell my name. The, um, wow. <laughs> All right. uh, just, just quickly, oh, just quickly, oh, update. Yep. Coffee machine's up and running. Beautiful. Hey. Happy anniversary, your face coffee looking? machine. Uh, I've got a bloody pimple, don't I? How's the lawn? Uh, 
Lawn? Uh, the lawn, lawn good. Lawn, hey. lawn good. Lawn Swale. Lawn, lawn good, bad face. Oh. Bad face. Swale. Oh, Swale. <laughs> and that's where the meeting cut out. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. Please give us a rate and review. Get on Apple. Give us a rate. It'll be ever such fun. Teachers. Going to be a teacher shortage in five years. Uh, There's only one comment so far, so I'll come back to that one, Buckland, and let you know what teachers are saying about why there's a teacher shortage. Even though we're heroes. Why does anyone want to be a hero? doesn't make any sense. If we're all heroes... Oh dear. I should just scroll through and read. This is a quality old person. I won't tell you who the old person was, but has commented on a website, a page called Kate Middleton News. Doesn't that sound? Do I dare click on that? What Queen Elizabeth eats in a day is pretty wild. Now that's some clickbait for you. 15 strict food habits Queen Elizabeth follows every day. I'm going in because you're going to hear this a bit later. So let's find out what are the 15 strict food habits Queen Elizabeth follows every day. Preambles just go on forever. Uh, The Queen has four meals each day. That's all right. I mean, breakfast, lunch, afternoon tea and dinner. Shock horror. She doesn't. Always eat everything on her plate at every meal. She just eats a bit of what's served. This is fantastic. She offers off a menu. That's how she orders. That's great. Um, I'm just going to get weird articles now, aren't I? She, you ready? Ready? You know what she has for breakfast? You ready? Cereal. Special K. (gasps) Oh my God. Buckingham Palace's Extraordinary Secrets Revealed. She has special K. Her food, oh my God, stores her food she doesn't eat in Tupperware. They're just like us, Buckland. She starts drinking before lunch. She has four daily cocktails. That's all right. Oh, she has a gin on the rocks with a slice of lemon. That's before lunch. Good times, Queen. And she keeps drinking all day. Well, she has four. Good on her. Uh, lunch is healthy. This is an article. Afternoon tea is a meal, not a drink. I mean, this is just stunning. Cucumber sandwiches with the crust cut off. This is all, like, stunning. She has tea no matter where she is in the world. Because tea is hard to find around the world. Have you noticed? This is just the best thing. And she loves chocolate. Come on in, Justine. That's all right. I'm reading an article about what the Queen eats. Oh. Um, that uh, an old person posted on Facebook. It's very exciting. Who was that old person? I won't say it because I'm recording. Because what? I won't say it because it's still recording. <laughs> oh, fantastic. She gets a drink on. I mean... Really what it's trying to do is say, she's just like us, Justine. She likes chocolate. She puts food in Tupperware containers. (laughs) She has a roast on a Sunday. 
normal normal in touch with the people well she's particular about seasonal items Ugh. and there are some foods she never eats it doesn't say um doesn't eat garlic uh, and doesn't eat shellfish so she doesn't get food poisoning. So there you go. I'm glad I clicked on that. That was well worth your time, Buckland. Also, do I ask you about the um, Eric Idle Chevy Chase meeting in the European vacation? Do we do that on the podcast or? I don't really know. Just going to type like Ellis for a sec. Swale update. You'll have to wait for the swale update.